0: Hi, friends. Welcome to Self Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver. I am Lauren Crow, one of your co hosts. And today I am joined by the one and the only Sandra Peoples. <laughs> this is episode 83, and we are so excited to be back with you guys today. This is going to be a fun episode because we are going to share with you the things that we are saying no to this year in 2022. And I can't wait to get into it. Yes, because I think we've talked last time about goals and maybe things that we're saying yes to. We'd like to do this or integrate this or implement this in our life. And now we're backtracking. <laughs> we're saying, okay, now these are the things we're gonna say no to so that perhaps. So Sandra,
1: I'm gonna start with you. What are you saying no to this year? We have- well- I think it's funny. Lisa Turkhurst had a really good book that came out a few years ago. The Best Yes, I think is what it is. And she says in there, in order to say yes to, to the best things, you have to say no to everything else. And so as we're talking about goal setting or even just how we want this year to go, it it, it, it is helpful to think through what am I going to stop doing or take off my to-do list or find somebody else who can do it? What am I going to stop doing so that I can start doing the things that mean more to me. And so I think this is a great topic to talk through and figure things out. And as we talk today, I mean, some of it is a little silly and some of it is pretty serious, but but that is life, you know, I mean, life is (laughs) silly and serious and that's how we get through it is figuring all this out and so I will say my first no is kind of a a silly no but um if you I know you're listening to me and Lauren today but you if you're in our Facebook group or you follow us on Instagram you've seen us so I have short thin hair Lauren has long thick hair um so when I I've always used a curling iron on my hair like my, my I have two sisters we all have thin blonde hair. We usually wear it short. And I remember like being little and my mom lining the three of us up and curling our hair with a curling iron, just right down the row, like on a Sunday morning. And, um, it was so fun. Like I, like I can remember doing that and looking, you know, all of us being just perfect for Sunday morning. And so I never got on like the flat iron trend that everybody else worked for their hair. I couldn't get it to work, but I am saying no to curling my hair because I have found something <laughs> that takes the two steps of drying your hair and curling your hair. It makes it just one step. And so it's like this, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's like a wand, like a round brush, but it dries your hair as it turns it under. Um, Lauren can see me doing all these little motions with <laughs> <of> my hands, <hair. laughs> So I don't have to dry my hair and then curl it. I just do. and. I, my mom the other day said, your hair is looking so good. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And, you know, so I feel (laughs) like I'm kind of a spokesman for this drying, hair drying wand Turner under thingy. So, but that's, I'm like this actually, it, it looks better. It takes less time. It's, it works great. So like on Sunday morning, James gets really anxious to go to church. So he sits on a stool in the bathroom and he plugs his ears and he watches me (laughs) do my hair and then he says uh then makeup and I'm like yeah uh uh-huh makeup is lipstick and a brow pencil and then we're done then church so it's pretty cute so even he likes my new hair routine because it's shorter and I I get to church faster and that's really his goal on a Sunday morning
0: I love that it's like you've you know put a hair goal together it's like less time <laughs> yes. less time in the bathroom quicker out the door I love that I love yeah that. does this I, make I, us I like
1: know. beauty influencers now that we're talking yeah, about totally. <laughs> have you seen that video on
0: Instagram where this woman is trying to show off her shoes and like a fashion influencer beauty influencer and she trips over the cabinet <laughs> in her oh bathroom no and she, oh, <laughs> over I'm like you know and it's on the floor I'm like you know what that is exactly how I feel when it comes to the whole fashion beauty influencer world there I am trying to show my tennis shoes from Target and I'm tripping over my cabinet that's where we're at friends that's who you've tuned in tuned in to listen to (laughs) well okay I'll try and kind of share one of mine that sort of goes with that in the sense of the beauty and fashion world. Um, I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch. But last year, I had a lot of medical things going on. And through that, and I'm probably going to share more details of this in next week's episode and my solo episode. But through that, my body shifted and changed and matured and gained a lot of weight just to be honest and because of that I didn't know if it was a okay this weight is you know while you're recovering and then your body will kind of find its new normal even if it doesn't go all the way back down that's fine by me but maybe I'll you know lose a little bit of it so I probably don't want to invest in a bunch of clothing right now because I am the saver in my marriage I'm not the (laughs) spender I'm a maximizer and so I've been trying to maximize my wardrobe all of 2021. It kind of sounds silly, but it's just how I, my nature. So I've been trying to maximize. I'm like, I can wear that shirt. It was like oversized anyways. So now it's fitted. Like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to make it work. Yeah. And then with jeans, I'm like, I didn't do this, but I joked with my husband. I just want to get one of those belly bands that you wear during pregnancy <laughs> so I can still wear my jeans, you yeah. know? And so, um, because my husband and I are those people who we don't buy a lot of clothes, but what we do buy, we invest in so that it feels comfortable. I'm so about the comfortable level. I will invest in comfort. And so we might not have... 10 pairs of pants but we have three that we adore you know and they're comfortable so I was trying to make everything stretch literally (laughs) like physically stretch and so it it just ended up not working and I just really didn't want to invest and spend the money well this year I'm saying no to too small of clothes I am saying that I'm going to invest in myself at this new size, which is fine because my body, my husband had to remind me this week, your body is still recovering. You're so much better, but it's almost been a year to the day since my heart issues started. And so he's like, you're so much better, but you're still recovering. So just saying like my body in recovery deserves clothes that fit and that are comfortable, not squeezing into these clothes of the past. And I thought to myself, I'm gonna say no to too small of clothes this year. (laughs) And then secondly, I'm gonna say no to trying to squeeze something in to how I've always done it. You know, That could be like with our families or our routines and our rhythms or anything in our life. If there's something that's just not fitting right anymore in my life, I'm going to say no to it instead of hanging on to it and thinking maybe it'll change. I'm just going to say no, no to things that don't fit anymore, fit in my daily rhythm, fit on my body, whatever that looks like. I don't want to feel suffocated by just trying to make something work. That's just not working anymore. So I'm saying no to too small of clothing and things that don't fit in my life anymore.
1: Yeah. I hope that
0: makes sense.
1: It does. I love that. I, You know, you're just, you're punishing yourself for, you're punishing your body by trying to fit it into things that are too tight. And then you're reminded of that when you get dressed in the morning and then you start off your day in kind of a spiral of negativity because- you you're mad at yourself for not fitting into a size that you used to fit into. And, and that's, that's a hard way to start the day. And so I think that's great to say, this is the size my body is now, and I'm going to buy pants (laughs) that fit (laughs) so that I don't start the day off with that negative self-talk that can really spiral. And, and then you feel like you're in punishment mode, you know, because you're overthinking every step you take and every bite you eat and it's just not worth it
0: no get rid of the old pants friends buy yourself some new pants when my new pants came in I think a week and a half ago and I put them on I was like oh the angels are singing I can breathe I can move this feels great and it made me feel like I I'm cool like yeah. I, I didn't really I just need to close that fit it didn't bother me as much about the weight than it did what I was wearing and yeah actually, like it was like oh I just I feel so much better like we can move I told my husband these jeans are so comfortable I want to sleep in them and he was like oh, nice do that. yeah <laughs> That,
1: <laughs> Good to hear, but still like, let's, yeah, yeah. that's funny.
0: It's a line.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, one of the things that I am saying no to this year, and it's because, you know, we're at, we talked about the things that we're adding in and, and I'm planning on going back to school. You are back in school. And so that being in school affects how much time you have to read. Reading is my favorite thing. It's my hobby. It's my go-to thing. And sometimes I feel like if I start a book, I have to finish it, (laughs) but I might not like the book. And so I'm saying no to forcing myself to finish books I do not like. So I kind of have this system now and I read, I mostly read on the Kindle. And so if I get to 20% of the book and I'm not feeling it, I'm just going to put it down. Now, a lot of the books that I read are like from the library, like the Kindle library or their. $2.99 $2.99 or one ninety nine, you know, so it's, it's not like I'm spending $15 on a book and just checking it across the room because I decide I don't, I don't spend $15 unless I know I'm going to like a book. So I, I, there's not the guilt associated with just not reading the book. And so that I'm going to say no to forcing myself to read, but because there's just not time, there's so many good books and there's not enough time to read it. And there's not enough time to sleep <laughs> and read yeah, all the books that I would. <laughs> So really, one of the things I probably need to say no to is staying up until like 12 or one reading and then turning around the next day and trying to function because that that's not happening the same at 42 as it did, you know, at 32 or 22 or whatever I last stayed up all night. So um, (laughs) so changing my reading habits a little bit this year, saying no to books that I really don't care that much about. Um, and then I need to say no to staying up so late reading them as well.
0: That's a good boundary of like self care. Yeah. Saying like, I'm going to put a boundary line up and I'm going to respect it for my soul, you know, yeah. as well being. And I love that you said that because over the Christmas break, it was my first break from school in nine months. And in those nine months, I read only school books because it was so many, (laughs) and I couldn't read all the, you know, other books I enjoyed. So I went to the library over Christmas break and I literally picked up like six books and I started reading them. And I'm noticing that as I continue to mature in my journey, like I'm not enjoying maybe some some of the things that I used to enjoy reading. And so I actually returned more books without finishing them over Christmas break than I did the ones that I read. Now, the ones that I read, I really, really enjoyed, but it I kind of felt bad. Like what you're saying, like, well, I just need to finish the book. It's all about yeah. finishing. And I thought, you know what? This time in my life, if I don't, if I'm not feeling something, <laughs> if I'm not yeah. enjoying something, I don't have the time to make myself finish it. You know, like yeah. I just need to give it up and move forward onto the next thing. I think that applies to so many areas in life. Yeah. <laughs> Besides books. But yeah. I, I'm in that boat with you. I'm totally in that boat with you. Yeah. Um. This other one that I have that I'm saying no to this year. I've actually pondered it for a little while. Shocker. I ponder everything. <laughs> uh, overthinker. And in my past season of life, I had a very successful corporate career. And a lot of people don't know that I worked for one of the largest employers in the world. And I enjoyed that part of my career, but I quickly went into leadership positions because that's a strength of mine and I enjoyed it thoroughly, but I have a full understanding of the weight and the responsibility that comes with leading. It is not something that I like fantasize about, like having a leadership role because I've already had one and I understand what it takes in order to flourish in that and lead an organization. Then I had a season of life where my husband and I led a church and we were the lead pastors. And so I understand as well what it takes in the weight and responsibility of leading in ministry. So I have both this leading in ministry and leading in corporate life, if you will, um, experience. And so I have noticed that as I am finishing school and I'm looking at my next steps of re-entry, and I don't even know really what that completely looks like yet, I have decided that I don't want to Immediately lead. I, a gifting of mine, I might have like the resume for it, but I want to take a season of intentionally restraining myself from leading. And the Lord has had me restrain myself from other giftings in the past. And I've noticed that when He has me rest a gifting, that it typically will reintegrate into my life and be even stronger and more refined. And so I'm not saying no to leading for the rest of my life, but I am feeling led to say no this year to accepting leadership roles and allowing myself to continue um a slower re-entry into things than maybe in the past i would have jumped the gun and then like oh i can do that not out of pride but out of i've done it before and i know yeah. it's a gifting god's given me and so it's kind of a different one but i really feel led in my heart to to not say yes to leading but to say no to leadership positions in my life and so um with that, I actually do feel a level of relief. <laughs> and I think it might be because my body is still recovering, I probably have about 25% left to go. Mm. And so I think there's some relief there, because I know how I do when I am leading others, I'm extremely invested in mm. other people's flourishing. And sometimes that can look like I have, I get compassion fatigue yeah. and that on top of caregiving mom can kind of wreak havoc on my body. So I think I need longer to recover before I say, hey, I, hey I'm, I'm here to lead.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. That's, a, that's very insightful, especially about the seasons that you have, and purposeful about kind of holding back, even in an area of gifting and seeing what God will do in your heart and in your mind and in your life. As, as you say, I I can do this, but that doesn't mean I have to do this. (laughs) It's just something because you're not going to lose that ability and God will use it again in the future. It just doesn't match up with all the priorities that you have right now. I think that's really wise, especially going through a transition like you have not only health wise, but the one you'll have in your next season of how God will use you and just kind of take that time to feel it out and get a, get more of a sense of purpose and direction so that you can have experience in a, in a new way and in a new role. So.
0: That's really good. It reminds me real quick about the life of Jesus and how he didn't heal every person he came into contact with, you know, Yeah, he didn't do like, like for so many years, for like 30 years, he didn't even have a public ministry, like he restrained himself and to think of all the times that he could have healed, but he didn't and all the time, you know, the times he could have ministered publicly, but he didn't. And it's because he came to do the will of the father. And in some seasons we exercise a certain gifting and in other seasons, God says, Hey, I want you to say no to that. I want you to rest that. And because it's my will right now. And so I think we can reflect on that in the life of Jesus, which is important to me because I want to make sure as a follower of Jesus, I'm gleaning from him. And so I think it's encouraging. As you were saying that it reminded me, wait, Jesus didn't heal every person he came into contact with. We might not have all the answers, you know. Of why? Yeah. In fact, he let some people die and then raised them from the dead. Yes. And so, <laughs> I think it's really um, wise to before we jump the gun and say yes this year, friends, let's make sure we're marking our nose first.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I—I I mean, leading into that leads into what I wanted to talk about. There's there's multiple roles. In our church that I'm feeling right now that I'm stepping away from and saying no to. And part of it is I'm a pastor's wife, and like I, I am the only pastor's wife. Like the only, of course, there's other wives, you know, staff wives, but um, and right now my other roles at church, special needs ministry director, women's ministry coordinator are keeping me from my role of of being pastor's wife. Like there's more Sundays that I'm not in church than there are Sundays that I am in church. And so I am saying no to some of those positions that I'd love doing, but somebody else can do. I mean, one big question that we ask ourselves is, is anybody, can anybody else do this or am I the only one? And I'm the only one who can be Lee's wife and the only one who can be David and James's mom. But there are other people who can lead ministries. And sometimes when we say yes to something that doesn't fit, then that the person, there's a person waiting that could fulfill that role and, and we are blocking that. And so sometimes we step out of the way, that allows somebody else to say a big yes. And and they get to do what we were struggling to do, um, even if it's not a not a question of like skill or ability, just emotionally struggling or juggling too many things. Um, and I think it's important as ministry leaders, Lee and I talk about this a lot, to always be training your replacement, and always not see yourself as so important. To the church or to an organization or wh- whatever you are, because you never know. And especially, I mean, like, let's be honest, Lauren, before we got on, we were recording. Then you <laughs> had to step away and handle a family thing. And we had to give. like, this is just life. Like these yes. things happen for us. And you're the only one who could go pick up your daughter. <laughs> Nobody else yes. can do that for you. And so we have to hold things loosely to say, I I have to be able to do what only I can do. And then when I step away from a role, other people are empowered. Like at church right now, I kind of feel like if, if something's happening with a kiddo and maybe he's not even in the special needs ministry, he's just having a tough time. They come to us, the rest of the teachers and the staff, they come to us to fix it, right? Well, Sandra and her team will fix it. And I'm like, or you could figure out how to fix this yourself. And maybe if I step away and my my volunteers are busy <laughs> with other things, then you, you'll you figure out another way to fix this and you'll do a better job of meeting the needs of families like mine and and just families that are having a tough week, whether they have a child with a diagnosis or not. And so I, I, I I'm saying no to some of the roles that I'm fulfilling in the church, but I'm also saying no to like, being the fixer for all of these things and just saying, no, it's not, I I'm going to church and you are going to figure out what to do when I'm not at church. I mean, when I, when I'm not here and I am in the service. And you
0: know, you have a gifting of problem solving of fixing. So it's the same thing. Like me saying no to leading. You're like, I'm saying no to being the fixer, being the problem solver, even though I'm really good at it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're surrendering that too. It's interesting that we both have something that we're like, we're good at this, but we don't feel like the Lord's saying you have to be exercising in it this year, but lay it down. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Especially because we can tend to find our value in and our identity in being a fixer or being a leader. And, and when we lay that down and say, I'm more than a fixer, I'm more than a leader, I am these other things too. And I don't have to perform in order to be loved or appreciated or valued at church or at home. It, it can change how we see ourselves because we're like, I don't have to keep doing this in order to earn Yes. appreciation or recognition or whatever it is that we kind of feed off of.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, that really actually leads into and feeds into my third one. Um, the third thing that I'm saying no to, because I live with this and you probably can relate because you're an Enneagram one. So I know you're dealing with criticism a lot. I deal with this like extra pressure that I put on myself. Like I don't need someone to beat me up (laughs) with their words not physically either, but I don't need someone to tell me, um, how I didn't do something great or whatever, because I am the best at doing that. I overthink every single little thing about what I do and everything. And it's uh, puts a lot of pressure. I put a lot of pressure on myself that, For a while I thought it was coming from other people, but I have realized through therapy and my walk with Jesus that I'm putting that on me. And so this year I wanna be really cognizant of saying no to the extra pressure that I've mentally and emotionally put on myself. And so what what I mean by that is, I mean, even in the smallest things in this caregiving mom journey, Um, like with Barrett, my son who has level three autism, it's like, I am a knowledge gatherer and a knowledge lover. And so if something else kind of pops up and in the journey where I'm like, ooh, we could pursue that and see if that would bring more flourishing to bear it or et cetera. I begin to put all this pressure on myself. that It is on me to find that solution, to implement that resource in his life. And if I don't have the um energy and the capacity to do that, then I start to put that pressure on myself. Like Lauren, mm-hmm. come on, you got to be a better mom than this. Like people, your son's expecting you to, you know, put all these resources in his life and etc. And then even in my just like spiritual life, like when I am presented with an opportunity um, to, I mean, every day's ministry at wherever you are, you're, we're as followers of Jesus, we are spreading his light and love, no matter what space we're in. That's how we bring the kingdom, right? To wherever we go. But these extra opportunities on top of that, that come, I will put a lot of extra pressure on myself that sounds like this. Remember who you used to be before Mm -hmm. Jesus? Are you sure you can accept that opportunity? Because Lauren, you've got to make sure that you really measure up. And I start putting this pressure on myself, right? And the Lord really showed me, I'm just being vulnerable today with you, friends. Um, The Lord really showed me in um, John 8, when the woman was caught in adultery and the religious leaders bring her to Jesus and they're trying to trap Jesus. Like, look, we're supposed to stone her because she was caught in adultery and her accusers are around her. I have told the Lord so many times, I feel that way with voices in my own head being like remember this remember when you did that remember da, 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 da. and it's it's paralyzing me that pressure of feeling accused is paralyzing me from living in the abundant life that he offers and jesus is so funny because he kind of ignores the religious leaders and he begins riding with his finger in the dirt yeah. but if you sit with that for a minute that's really hilarious like yeah It's like, I am ignoring you. You're so ridiculous. Like, we don't know what he's writing in the dirt. But if you actually like imagine yourself in that position and you're in that moment with Jesus and these religious leaders are surrounding this woman and pointing out all of her sin and all of her shortcomings and et cetera in front of Jesus. And he's just writing with his finger in the dirt. That's hilarious. He's like, I'm ignoring you. And so he's like, okay, whoever is without sin pick up the first stone. And it, the scripture says one by one, they left, her accusers yeah. left until it was just her and Jesus standing together in that moment. And he brings truth and healing and tells her, go and sin no more, like you're free. And so I think a lot of times when I'm presented with opportunities or just new things that come up in my life, I allow those accusing voices to surround me in the presence of Jesus, since he's always with me and be like, this is why you shouldn't remember that. This is why you shouldn't remember that. And it overwhelms me to where I won't move forward. Mm. And to remember that Jesus, when he did on the cross, silenced all of that pressure and all of those accusers, I can't make my own way. And that he has silenced those voices and he's like, hey, daughter, it's just me and you. Like, yeah. let's go do this together. Like I'm not piling that pressure on your shoulders. You're saying yes to it. Like I've told your accusers to go away, but you're saying yes that you deserve them to be surrounding you still. And so I hope that makes sense to you friends today that there's just some things that we need to let go of that we do to ourselves. And for me, I'm being vulnerable today to say I pile on the accusations and the pressure when I know that Jesus is already taking care of that for me. So I don't want to live this year every day walking with those voices or that pressure on my shoulders. I really want to walk in freedom in that area of my heart.
1: Yeah. I love that. That that's a good imagery of how it feels to, to put that pressure on yourself or to feel like everybody around you is thinking it. Um, they're just, you know, the voices in your head are saying it, but I'm sure, you know, you feel that judgment from everybody. And so that's, That's really important to step back, to see who you are, to find your identity in Christ, to realize what he has already done for you, and then just take a step in faith, knowing that, living that out as a a loved daughter, as opposed to somebody who's still striving, which of course is what makes following Jesus different from any other religion or any other faith system is that the work has been done for us. It's not our work to do. He did the work and we just get to abide in him and and walk out our lives of faith in in steps that he's already ordained for us to follow. So it just brings a real sense of peace and rest and trust that there's nothing we can do that's going to mess it up. There's nothing we have done in our past, that's going to mess up what God has planned for us and we just get to follow his leading. So that's really, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Oh, thank
0: you. (laughs) uh, I'm just going to be vulnerable with all my caregiving mom friends today because I feel like, um, vulnerability really provides breakthrough for our friends, like whoever we're with in our group, whenever someone starts sharing like, Hey, this is really what I'm going through. It's like, everyone takes a deep breath and you're like, you know what? I'm kind of going through this in my, life. it just opens the door, right? It can yeah. your sins to one another? So you may be healed. And so I hope friends, as we wrap up today, that this conversation really encouraged you that you don't have to hold it together. You don't have to do everything. Those things that you've been sensing, like, ooh, I feel like I need to lay this down. Perhaps it is the time to lay those down. Maybe you needed Sandra and I as friends to say, hey, you don't. You can say no to that. That yeah. thing that you've been wondering, rendering, okay, I'm going start over. <laughs> that thing you've been wondering about it is time to say, okay, I'm gonna rest that for a while, or I'm gonna say no to that this year. And so on that note, before we end our time together, let's just pray and ask God to highlight those things in our life that we need to surrender and to give us the courage to do it because he will, when we ask, he does provide. So Father, we just thank you for this time today, God. Thank you for our friends who are listening, God. Lord, I just ask that you would highlight to each and every one of us the areas in our life, the things in our life that we need to. surrender this year, that we need to say no to this year, that we need to step back from this year and create space for you to refine and to renew, Father. Lord, I sense that there's things in our lives that um, have been dormant, and maybe we have been wondering if that thing in our life will ever come back into our life in a healthy way, and Father, I just ask that you would give all of our friends this encouragement, hope today that there are things that perhaps we've laid down in the past that you will bring new life to, but it will look in a new way. And Father, I just thank you that as we surrender and that we're obedient daughters and daughters who want to live in your love and from your love and from your grace, that you will strengthen us in those areas that we find ourselves weak that your power will be made complete in these areas that we say no to, Father, that we're just giving you a new invitation to show up in our lives in a new way in these areas that we're saying we're going to rest this year. So God, I just ask for your grace and your mercy and your joy and your strength to fill our friends today and their weekend. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, I'm so grateful that you joined us today. You know what? I want to invite you to leave a five-star review and rating for this podcast. And here's the reason why. Sandra and I enjoy so much creating this content to give you hope and to encourage you in your journey, but we desire to support and bless even more caregiving moms and caregivers. So when you leave a rating or a review, it actually is an invitation for others to experience the same thing you enjoy. And so when you're leaving a review and you share with others, more people can find us. So thank you so much for doing that. Next week, I will be back for apparently another vulnerable episode (laughs) as I talk about my experience with uh, the real thing called caregiver burnout. I have yet to share about this in any other space and I'm looking forward to hopefully encouraging you through what I've gone through that Jesus is with us even when we are experiencing burnout as a caregiver. Have a great week and we'll see you next week, friends. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.